with seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill him? If I did, there would be hundreds. it took you 12 months. Then he rings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started sobbing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? So, so well. Worked all day, and we're now re-recording an episode. We recorded. Why, why Gabe, are we re-recording? I blame our recording software and no. not human error. <laughs> Take responsibility. Never. <laughs> so, Gabe somehow managed to delete his track and replace it with an old one. <laughs> and wait. It's like six seconds long. Oh my gosh, it was a mess. Wait, actually, I have a way I can blame you. Check it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, so here we are doing this again. So Gabe knows this story this time, but he'll, he'll act surprised. He'll ask clarifying questions. It'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. And yeah. uh, we will, yeah. You, you know, the, the worst part is that last episode we did, or the one, you know, that that failed to work due to unforeseen consequences. Yeah, due to Gabe's air, yeah. Unforeseen, unknowable consequences. It uh, it was the best episode we've ever done, hands down. <laughs> it was It was such, it was the greatest, actually, the greatest episode of True Crime Podcast ever done. Maybe one day we'll just release my part. <laughs> because my track was fine i saved mine <laughs> uh, everyone consider this episode a tribute to what was the greatest true crime episode in the world <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> well do you remember who it was about i do because i i remember i recall her name uh because it was Topin or Topin. Mm-hmm. It was an, an interesting one. And I know it was a lady who killed people. And I know they were older people. Eh, some mixed yeah. in. Do you remember her nickname oh. you guessed? Yes. Wrong. Correctly. I came no. this close. Uh-huh. She, uh, yeah. So her nickname was Jolly. Jolly what? Jolly Jane. Yes. <laughs> And I recall guessing as to how she got that name. And I, I remember it was a very disappointing answer. Yeah, and you thought it had something to do with like Christmas or Jolly Ranchers as her calling card. I mean, wouldn't that be, be far more interesting? Okay, than... that would have been great. That would have been yeah. absolutely amazing. But no, it was not correct. All right. See. Okay. Now you see where I came from. I do. You do. You never asked me how I'm doing, Gabe. You're right, because I'm still so frustrated over that dang lost episode. But Danny, you're right. How are you doing? I'm sorry I didn't ask. <laughs> so good. So ready to do this. I believe you. That, oh, that... actually, just an FYI, I have left now four pairs of glasses at work, so I have none here. <laughs> so I'm going to try to read my notes as best I can. Just get LASIK. You know, I could I could have just like printed this in a really big font, but that just occurred to me, and I didn't want to reprint and waste paper. Trees aren't 
growing on trees. Okay. We actually have like trillions of trees on earth. Yeah, not, okay. not kidding. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste paper and resources because I forgot my glasses. You could have printed it on the backside. I could have, yes. <laughs> Look, um, no waste. <laughs> ink's expensive. It just really, it didn't occur to me. I'm really sorry. This is going to be a rough one. <laughs> wow. See, so I, we are equally to blame for what is transpiring right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this would have never happened if we didn't have to re-record. Danny, what are you? Come on. What are you, a cop? Why are you getting so into the weeds here? Okay. There. Okay. Sorry. It's all semantics. It doesn't matter. Right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so we said her name was Jolly Jane, but she was actually born as Honora Kelly in the 1850s. This takes place in Massachusetts. And Honora's mom died when she was an infant of tuberculosis and her father either had been an alcoholic or he became one after losing his wife but either way he wasn't stable and his name was peter kelly people started referring to him as kelly the crack as in crackpot as in crazy because of his odd behavior and alcoholism there was even a rumor going around that he had an episode while working as a tailor like a sewing guy and he tried to sew his eyes shut see that originally had a reaction from gabe yeah well you know you hear it once and you're like what you hear it a second time and you're like i get it (laughs) (laughs) just want to sew my eyes shut sometimes because that's something people do so yeah obviously peter was quite unstable and Honora, I'm going to call her Honora right now. Eventually, I'll explain why she her name was changed. But right now, her name is Honora. And she had a sister as well, who was a little bit older than her. And Peter, he eventually realized, like, I can't take care of these girls. He was abusive and all that stuff. But, like, he came to the realization, like, these girls are kind of expensive and I'm not doing a good job. So he took them to a place called the Boston Female Asylum, where they housed unwanted children until the children were old enough to either be adopted, leave, or be sold as indentured servants. So this is usually around the age of 10. And around this time, so I didn't mention this, but Honora Kelly came from a Irish family. She was Irish. And around this time, it was really frowned upon to be Irish because the Irish famine was happening around this time. And a lot of Irish people were immigrating into America and they're ending up in poor districts. And a lot of American people saw it as like them taking jobs. And then there's the whole religious aspect behind it as well. Like a lot of Irish people were Catholic and a lot of the Americans that were here were Protestant and that wasn't super welcome. And Honor eventually was fostered into an indentured servitude by the Topin family and her sister ended up becoming a prostitute with a drinking problem who passed away. And 
The Topin family changed Honora's name to Jane Topin so that she wouldn't be seen as Irish. And they pretty much, I feel like that's pretty much taking away part of her identity as well as her going into this servitude at the age of 10. And Jane worked for the family until Anne, the mother, passed away. And then Jane eventually went to the Cambridge Hospital to train as a nurse at the age of 33. So Jane worked as an indentured servant from 10 to like 33. While working at the hospital, she gained the nickname Jolly Jane for her upbeat attitude, her smile, her can-do attitude, that kind of thing. And she totally excelled as a nurse. People really liked her and her attitude, but they began to notice weird things. Like she had like a really odd fascination with autopsies and she liked to watch them being performed. And that was weird. And I kind of think this might, (laughs) obviously it was weird, but I kind of think this might be where she started her like thing with death is watching autopsies and she realized like, oh, I like this. And she also was pretty open to her coworkers about thinking that the elderly and vulnerable populations were not helpful to society. They're just a drain on society. While here at the Cambridge Hospital, she would also hand out morphine and opiates a lot and get into bed with her patients and caress their face and their body and do other sexual things. And one patient named Amelia actually came forward after Jane had been arrested and she reported that after she had surgery, Jane had came in and gave her some medicine and then Jane got into bed with her and started caressing her face and was going to give her more medicine, but Jane either heard something or she got spooked and she got up and ran out. And Amelia was originally, she had woken up the next morning and was like, oh, that must have just been a wild dream because Jane would never do that. She knew Jane. Jane was her nurse and she liked her. So stuff like that happened. And then Jane would also falsify her nursing reports and her charting to hide all the medication she was handing out that she wasn't supposed to be. And at this time, she would also use her patients as test subjects to see what certain medications would do in certain amounts and like what they did. So some of the medications she gave out was morphine and atropine. (laughs) And it doesn't seem like she killed like a lot of people during this time. It was mostly just her doing experiments and seeing what mixing the drugs would do, how people would react and stuff like that. And she actually ended up moving on to the Massachusetts General Hospital, which is like more known than the Cambridge Hospital. It was like a step up. And that job did not last long. She was actually fired for recklessly giving out opiates and thought it's thought she killed at least a few patients while here. So even though she was fired for what she did, she was still like really 
on the doctor's good side. They're like, oh, she made a mistake. <laughs> she gave out too much medication. And they actually recommended her for being a private nurse. So like when people would go to the doctor and see her, the doctors would be like, okay, so you need a nurse when you go home. We have somebody we can recommend. And it was her. Are we that good seems, so far? Yeah, that just seems really careless on those doctors' parts. Well, the doctors didn't know she killed anybody. They thought she was just like being a little too... Generous? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess still, uh, I know part of it is that this took place over a hundred years ago, uh-huh. but that's just so casual with the medication. Like, uh, you know, buy one, get one free. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point, Coke was still in Coca-Cola, so. I mean, that was just a good idea. <laughs> like that should have never I ended. I could really use some right now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I talking too fast? I feel like I'm talking really fast. No, no, it's 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 actually it's a good, good, good pace, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, she started working as a private nurse, and while working as a private nurse, she was renting a room from an older couple. I'm gonna have their names on another sheet here. And their names was Israel and Lovely Dunham. Lovely is her name. Lovely yes. is her name. Yes. Okay. So she started renting a room from this couple. And then she says her landlords became old and cranky. They were, you want to, they were 83 and 87 years old. So what do you do? You have old cranky landlords. What do you do, Gabe? What would you do? Well, what would I do? I mean, I guess I would need examples of how bad of, you know, landlords they were. Like, is it bad enough that you have to move? Could they, be, can they be reasoned with? You know, based on her uh, future behavior, I'd say they wanted their rent and she didn't like that. I mean, ideally you pay because you're, <laughs> you're a nurse who is... Ideally making... you get free rent, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Most ideal, they get over it and let you live there for free. S slightly less ideal is you, you pay your rent and they go away. Right, well, she didn't like that. So she ends up poisoning first the husband and then the wife and killing them both with uh, morphine. And next she's like, She's like, I am just really sick. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Elizabeth earlier. So she had that family she was an indentured servant to. And it was the mom and Anne's husband. And then they had a daughter named Elizabeth. And Jane lived with this family and she worked for she worked for all of them, including Elizabeth, as their indentured servant. And Elizabeth was obviously from a wealthy family she got like all this stuff jane never got and i'm sure there was some resentment there so by this point elizabeth is married and um jane is like wow her husband's kind of a catch i want him so she goes and she invites her sister to like some cottage that Elizabeth owns and they go and Jane starts poisoning her food and Elizabeth is like, wow, I don't feel good. And Jane's like, don't worry, I'm a nurse, you're fine. 
and then Jane keeps poisoning her and she dies. So that is a cold-blooded killer right there. So then <laughs> after she murders her sister, she's like trying to get with her sister's husband. But while she's doing that, she ends up going and living with the Davis family. So Jane moves in with the Davis family to help care. She had rented from them previously a little like cottage thing they had, but she never paid her rent, of course. And then she ends up actually moving back in with the Davises to help care for the elderly Alden Davis after his wife tragically passed away. Mysteriously, she had passed away after inquiring from Jane about the rent that Jane owed them. And Jane actually murdered her. (laughs) And then Jane moves in with Alden Davis to help care for him because he's old and his wife's gone. And she's so thoughtful and nice. And... Okay, this is wild. So then, (laughs) in a few weeks, Alden has passed away. And his daughters have all died. And a detective becomes suspicious of Jane because he was called out and he was like, this whole entire family passed away and like um, overnight. How is this even possible? And he gets with one of the father-in-laws of the young daughter that was murdered. So it'd be like the daughter's husband's dad. I'm making this too complicated. One of the extended family members went with the police officer and was like, this is really weird. We need to to do something about it. While that's going on, she had left the Davis family because they're all dead. And she went to live with her sister's husband. Her sister is dead, but she goes to live with the husband. I'll just say his name so I can stop calling him the husband. His name is... Oh, she didn't murder him. I don't have his name. Sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Plot twist. twist. So she goes, lives with him, and she's like, I really want him to notice me, but he's not. And she's like, I can show him my mad housekeeping skills because that's what a guy in the early 1900s wants. But the problem is he has a housekeeper. So what do you do? You get rid of her. So she... She murders the housekeeper to take over the housekeeping responsibilities. And that doesn't work. He's still not interested in her. So she poisons him, but just enough to make him sick so that she can nurse him back to health. And he can be like, oh my God, she's so good at taking care of me. I want her as a wife. That doesn't work either. So he's like, you got to go. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And she's like, oh my gosh. So she goes and attempts to commit suicide and fails. And after this, the detective and the extended family member have managed to exhume the bodies of the Davis family. And it's found that they had been poisoned by atropine and morphine. So... (laughs) She gets arrested and she confesses to killing at least 31 people. But it's like, it could have been like a hundred. It could have been more. I don't really remember. 
and she was ultimately declared insane and spent the rest of her life at the Taunton Insane Asylum. But she actually wanted to be declared sane so that she could have a chance at being released. And she testified at trial that she was sane and competent and knew what she was doing was wrong. But ultimately they're like, no, you're crazy. (laughs) That was a little blunt, but that's what happened. (laughs) And (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) So, um, just to like go into a little bit about motive for her, she says it was sexual. She did steal from her victims while both a private nurse and while she was working at the hospital. But she came out and was like, it was mostly just because I got a sexual thrill from it and laying in bed with her victims as they died, like did something for her. She enjoyed it. And her ultimate goal, she says, this is a quote from her, was to have killed more people, helpless people, than any other man or woman who ever lived. Which was like pretty above the time, I would say, (laughs) to be like, I want to be better than any man or woman at anything, but good for her. I mean, not good for her. She did a real, real bad thing. She should have, she should have not killed. (laughs) But pretty feminist of her. Right. Yes, that's what I was kidding. <laughs> I'm like, should I be making that point though? I don't know. It's just what she was doing. <laughs> she wanted to break that glass ceiling. <laughs> and then um, she was, it was proven that she killed 13 people. It was like proven to kill 13, but it could have been way more because she didn't keep track. And she, they were. She claimed it was up to 100 possibly? Yeah. Oh, was that the end? Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, okay, so she stayed in the insane asylum, the Towton insane asylum, until she died at the age of, like, I think it was was either 84 or 87. What did she die of? Old age. I was really old. Not even morphine? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jane Toppin. Toppin. I could do the math and actually give you her... No, it's fine. So... (laughs) That was Jane open and the interesting thing is like as a caregiver usually caregivers who kill are called angels of death what is that Gabe tell me in in criminology they're called angels of mercy characterized by yeah believing that the victim is is just beyond any help and and death is the the best alternative now their main issue is this can be a delusional thought process it's really all about them and their need for power or control yes and jane yeah jane's an interesting serial killer because she actually was like a sexual a female who killed for sexual pleasure which is under the hedonist right yeah yeah like six times so (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah so she would fall underneath the hedonist type of serial killer, which kills for personal personal pleasure. Sex is a big one, and we see that a lot with men who kill. But yeah, money also plays a role here. Not here. I mean, money is also one of the characteristics. But yeah, yeah. she's for sure a, a hedonist type. You know what's fun is she said that if she had just 
gotten a husband, she wouldn't have killed all these people because she would have been too busy with her kids. Penises save lives, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously? (laughs) Come on. You're supposed to be a feminist here. (laughs) Hey, but it's her right to choose. Fair point. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's terrible because... No, it's quite terrible. Now I wish I could tear a hole into the multiverse and see a version of her (laughs) see a version of her that got her wish just to see if it actually played out that way i don't think it would have i think she still would have ended up murdering people like she killed her own foster sister elizabeth like she and she would get close to the people like as a nurse especially caring for older people like I imagine you form some kind of bond. I don't know. But also she killed her stepsister because she wanted her husband and she Mm -hmm. killed those old people. At least, you know, what what she admits is that she got some kind of sexual thrill from, from it. Yeah. And I don't, she had a husband. Well, who's to say she would have a sexual thrill from just having a husband. Like maybe she would have had to escalate things, you know? I do. I wonder, yeah, because uh, yeah. Did, is there any mention of any partners? Mm-mm, I couldn't find any. So I don't think yeah. she was successful in finding any. Um, yeah, so it she could was, have helped. She was a larger woman who was not considered attractive. I, I disagree. I think she was a looker, but... All right, we're Googling this photo. <laughs> Jane Toppen... Because so far you've been wrong most of the time. <laughs> Have I ever said one of them wasn't attractive? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. Because that's mean. Don't do that. She is. Yeah, that's a rough one. You know, she she has a very androgynous look, which I think would have done very well today. But yeah, at the time, I don't think that was the the standard of beauty or, or fell within that those beauty standards. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, that's some, uh, clearly, clearly she was justified then, right? Like she couldn't get a husband. Oh my God. It's like a female incel. Oh shoot. It kind of is. Is that the right term? Yeah. Incel, for those of you who don't know, (laughs) sorry, I don't mean it to sound condescending. It's just. No, no. You taught me what it meant. I had no idea. It just, yeah. We've had like serial, not serial killers. Well, spree killers. Yeah. We had a spree killer who was an incel. It stands for involuntarily celibate. And sort of to give you the quick version, it's a group of men who gather together on the internet to discuss how bad women are because they won't have sex with them. And they insist that if women only had sex with them, they would be happy and all of their dreams would come true. So that's kind of what that one little thing about her like sounds like is what she's doing, is blaming not being able to get a man for... Yeah. Her so, life problems. Yeah. Like if only I had a man and kids, I would have been happy and content and not killed old people for pleasure. Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, not even yeah. just old people. She also killed like the entire Davis family, which is younger people. And then also right. her sister who is younger. So we're all going to die. You just got to accept it, Gabe. And be like, you know, what? I might end up in an old person home, but that's why you're going to have kids and you're going to raise them right so that they never leave you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you raise them right wouldn't they leave you you want kids who are independent 
but you also want that guilt so they don't feel like they can ever leave you. I think your parents will be okay. But if they eventually get to the age where they need to move in with family, do you worry that it'll default to you, actually? Uh, no, it definitely will. I'm the only one who like has experience working with old people in that setting, and I know I could handle it. So, yay. <laughs> definitely about- means I get more in the will, though. What about Kobe's parents? Uh, that would also be us, yes. Oof, we're going to have what? a whole house. What? <laughs> Next time someone asks you why you don't have any kids or why you're not having kids, just tell them that. That'll shut them up. <laughs> we're going to have some old people in our house in like <laughs> a couple of years. <laughs> My mom's going to be so much. She's going to be like, how old do you think I am, Danny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but- oh, that is rough to think about. I know, so I'm gonna have to get real close with like Taylor's kids so that they take me in when I'm old. Taylor's my sister and she wants kids. I don't. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about because I mean, some some old folks homes aren't, retirement homes aren't bad, right? Yeah, sure. In like Sweden or Switzerland. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere besides here. Yeah, in the US they're garbage. Oof. Let's see, you have one of those there, like, really nice ones, I guess. No, even then the staff are underpaid and that just brings down the quality no matter what. You need to pay your workers like a living wage. Otherwise, the care is not going to be good. I don't appreciate your socialist talk. This is a an apolitical podcast. Get your, get your left-wing... We've done a real bad job. <laughs> your left-wing <laughs> liberal nonsense out of here. But I mean, it's true. If you look at private caregivers who are paid over twice as much as those in like the retirement home settings they're so much happier and like you get such better care i've worked in both i know the difference whatever the invisible hand of the free market gives you is what you what you get what you deserve the worst thing is i bet the retirement home ultimately costs the old people more yep so yay (laughs) yeah well anything else good Let's see. No, I think that let me double check my notes, actually, which I took last episode. Oh, her father. Just real quick. Pete. Crazy Pete. Crazy Pete. Crackpot Pete. Crackpot Pete. <laughs> <laughs> what is- he, um, yeah. The way he raised her was interesting. I don't actually know if we went through it as much in, in this take, but she there was this one story of her coming home after being bullied and her wrong dad person her, gabe you're on the wrong person is it the wrong person <laughs> yeah that's last episode was it really yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so that's the last person they, they were in the military and they raised their daughter oh my right. god what's her name um that raised her daughter like she should have been a soldier and made her beat people up <laughs> that was that's not jane <laughs> well you gonna... know it's because i thought of gi jane that fa- <laughs> that like semi-famous movie of a woman who becomes a green beret that's that's great Let me, hold on i'm gonna look up who that was though yeah um myra hinley myra hinley yeah oh. so so uh i take that back I have no further things to add. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, thanks for listening. We are going to end this before this gets even more embarrassing. Yeah. Thank you. You all 
honor us. And another pun by Gabe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> he made it worse. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank um, you. Yeah, to the thing. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. <laughs>